I know what I want. I want to be under the grace and favour of our God. I want to be in Canaan. I want to be in the promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey. That's Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Funnily, is that a word? Funny, funnily. Funnily enough, strangely enough. (laughs) Chapter 7 is like, the first seven days is like creation, you know. Seventh day we're supposed to have rest, but we didn't. Chapter 7 is like, this is how I look at it today. Chapter 7, and there's this great big battle going on under law. But then chapter 8, it's like the first day of a new week. It's like the eighth day or the eighth son of Jesse, David, who is the king on the throne and, and, and then Christ is on that throne now, you know. It's like eight. It's, it's, it's like it's not by chance that chapter 8 is like the land of Canaan. It's like a new beginning. Praise God. I better keep them a message. <laughs> Hallelujah. The trouble with Romans 7 is, a, is that man in the flesh tried to do something for God. And I don't know if you're still in that place today. It's not a nice place to be in. Don't stay there today. I don't want to leave you there today. I want to take you into chapter 8 if we can at all. The demands of the law are righteous, but the man to whom the demands are made is unrighteous. You see? Are you following this? Follow closely here. See, if you make no demands on that man, You'll never see how clumsy he is. But as soon as he is asked to do something, then his awkwardness is seen immediately. He fails. He fails all the time, that man. That man under sin. The old man. What's the title of the message? The new man. That's the one we want to to get into. See, the demands on that man are right. But the man's all wrong. The law makes our weaknesses appear. If you apply the law to sinful man, sin will come out in full display. You could reverently say, now just just follow me here. You could reverently say that God never gave us the law to keep, but the law to break. (laughs) Reverently say. Follow me here carefully, otherwise you might miss something. He knew we could not keep it. He knew we could not keep it. Romans 5 verse 20, it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. It actually creates more sin. It entered so the offense might abound. Wow, that's pretty radical. So the law wasn't given with the expectation that we would keep it. It was given with the full knowledge that we would break it. He, the law, has served his purpose when we recognize that we have completely broken it and are totally condemned by it. Then it served its purpose. Galatians 3 verse 24 says, The law was our tutor or teacher or instructor to bring us to Christ. <laughs> Reese and Carmel and uh, James, where are you? Come on, on, come on, come on, come on, on. Old man under law, there's Mr. Law himself. Who's this? This is Christ. This is grace. Just see that, that's Christ, but that's grace. Law, grace, Christ. Okay. That's it. Romans 7, verse 2 to 4 says, What? 
It's important, if you're going to get into chapter 8 of Romans, that you understand Romans 7. I haven't had anyone really tell me very clearly all about Romans 7. There's a lot of confusion around Romans 7. They think Some people think it was Paul the Apostle struggling with sin and all that sort of stuff. But it's a story, and, and it's good to start at the beginning of the chapter. We've already, already read verse 1, but verse 2 of chapter 7 says, For the woman, where's the woman? This woman's a, you, Dave. All you men here, this woman represents you, as well as the woman. Represents us, the old man under the law. That's not the new us, by the way. It doesn't represent us now, but it represents the old man. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. Her husband is law, by the way. And if that husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she is married to another man, because this would be the one I'd want to be married to. But if she's married to another man while her husband lives, she shall be called an adulteress. Oh, terrible. But if her husband dies... She is freed from the, that law so that, if she is, so that she is no adulteress, though she is married to another man. See, under law, the woman is a slave to sin. It is her master. Okay? There are two husbands here in Romans 7, and she, only, she can only be the wife of one husband. But she's stuck with the less desirable husband. Who wants to be under law? Who wants to be under law? I'd rather be under grace. What about you? Am I talking to someone here today? Just think about where you are. You know, he's a good man. The law is a good man. It's not that he's a bad man. The trouble is that these two are totally unsuited to each other. And she wants out of the relationship. She wants to be married to another man. They're totally unsuited. She looks pretty happy there at the moment, though. <laughs> Not supposed to be smiling. Her husband, Law, really provokes her, causing even more sin. You're supposed to be looking frustrated. You look right at home there. <laughs> he is the wrong kind. He has the wrong kind of wife to carry out those demands that he makes. This poor woman. And you might have to imagine this a bit more than what it's, you can see there. Is in, <laughs> this poor woman is in great distress. If only she was, she was a married, married to the other man. There's a bit of a problem here. Her husband is making high demands on her. And I hope none of you men do that with your wives, do you? But the trouble is he never lifts a finger. Apart from that sort of finger, he never lifts a finger to help her carry those demands out. That's the problem. Unless he dies. You know, she can get out of this relationship if he dies. But unless he dies, she cannot legitimately be married to the other man. Grace, Christ. But he's not going to die. What does it say? It says in Matthew 5 and 18, For assuredly or truly, I say to you, Jesus said this, Till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law to all be fulfilled. Till heaven and earth pass. He's not going to die. He's a, he's a good man. He's just and he's good. It says that in the Word. The law's just and good. 
He's not going to die. So here's the conundrum. It's, 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 she doesn't want to carry on being married to this man. And, and I can understand that. Can you appreciate that? My brother and sister this morning, I can hardly see you because of the light, but I'm sure you can appreciate what we're trying to say here. There's so much light and excitement. It's good. She has to die. There is only one way out. If he will not die, then I can die. And the marriage, or you can die. Or she can die. We can die. And the marriage relationship will be dissolved. That's the only way out of this relationship. This is what Romans 7 is all about. There's a lot of confusion in the Christendom about Romans 7. That's why, and God wants us in the, in the promised land in Romans 8. No condemnation. The law, she's going to have to die. The law cannot follow her beyond the grave. Here's the grave over here. You can see that. How do I die? That's the conundrum. How do I die? O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of the dead? Here's Jesus. He died on the cross. He took her place. She's still got to go through death. He's on the other side of death. He's on resurrection saying, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Those who feel the weight of their sin and their lack and are frustrated because of the law. Come unto me and I will give you rest. Here's the new man under grace. That was the old man under law. New man under grace. The new man. That's what we're preaching this morning. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. New creation, old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and they live happily ever after. You know, we have lots of stories where, when we were kids where they lived happily ever after until the next day. Oh, no, not quite like that, something like that. You'd think that was that way with, Christ, with, with the gospel. You get saved, and you're all bright and cheery, and then all of a sudden you realize there's something in you that's wanting to take you back to Egypt or to the world, and it's under, under law, and you're struggling with it. And so it is like happily ever after until the next day when it's supposed to be happily ever after. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new in Christ. The new man. Who is the new man? Jesus, grace himself. Do you want to be married to law with all its demands or do you want to be married to him who God raised from the dead? Romans 4, uh, 7 verse 4 says, Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, another man, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit unto God. We're talking about a harvest. This year's theme is the, is the harvest. If you want to bear fruit in your life, we think of getting people saved. God wants fruit in your life for him. Before you want to go out there and tell people the gospel, you've got to actually have it living in you. You've got to be married to this man. Come on. Am I speaking to anybody here? I know people that have been saved for 50 years and they're still married to this man. And he's a good man. Don't get me wrong. But God wants you married to this man. Romans 7 verse 5 and 6 says, For when we were in the flesh, when we were in the past, you see, in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law, this man, he's just and good, he's a good man but he's very frustrated. We're at work in our members to bear fruit unto death, but now we have been delivered from the law, having died 
to what we were held so that we should serve in newness of spirit, not in oldness of letter. Not coming from here anymore. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're walking in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's no longer about me. It's all about this other man, the new man, the man that fills my whole vision, life, affections in my heart. He's there. Romans 6, verse 6, we had this just a couple of weeks ago. Very important coming through Romans before you come to chapter 7. You need to know this. We had this. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, with Christ. That's a fact. You need to know that. Our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Why? that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Sin is selfishness. I don't know how selfish you are. But you need to know, if you're a selfish, self-centered person sitting here today, you need to know that your old man, that old self-centered man that wanted to just live from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and feed from the tree that he was not allowed to feed from, or as Proverbs say, Trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. You need God. He is the man that has delivered you. You have been crucified with Him so that the body of sin might be done away with. So the power of the resurrected life of Christ in us becomes a fruitful life. But it's His life. It's not our self-centered life. They're one. They're married. These two were one. Grace. What? That's a good man. That's a good man. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Sitting under an open heaven. This, now, don't get me wrong. The new husband still makes demands that require much more than the law required. Don't get me wrong. Follow me here. He still makes demands that are hot, even greater. Even if you look on a, a woman to lust after in her heart, you've committed adultery in your heart. You don't actually have to do the act. But there's a difference here. The difference is that he requires it, uh, what he requires from us, sorry, he carries out in us. Whereas this old husband, the Lord, never lifted a finger apart from just to point it. But the new man, what he requires from us, he carries out in us. Have you got that? What a man. That's a good man. Like, this is a good man. But this is a, a good man. He's, he's, that is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Christ the new man makes demands, but he... He himself carries out in us the very demands he makes. Glory, hallelujah. Don't miss that. Don't you try doing anything. The old man wants to do something for God. God wants to do something. Grace wants to do something in us. It's not surprising that this woman wanted to be freed from her first husband. It just didn't, it just didn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. Long rest her self-centered nature that couldn't please her first husband. Long may it rest in death. Self-centeredness. Sin. 
believe me, it can't get past the, the grave. There's no sin and resurrection side of the cross. You want to believe that? He said it's finished. It's all behind. The cross is behind now. The throne's before us. We have this, this man, grace, favor of God, blessing working in us. So what does that mean for everyday life, to be delivered from the law? It means that from now on, I'm not going to do anything whatsoever for God. Okay, it does. I'm never going to try and please Him again. Never going to try and please Him again. There could be a, a sweet release here for some of you guys, if you just get this point. There could be a real sweet release here. Because I, I would think that there's some people sitting here today that have been trying for a long time to please God. This should be good news to you. Praise God. He is the lawgiver on the throne of heaven. And He is the law keeper in my heart. Isn't that good? Yeah? What a good man. Glory. Christ is the only right person today for the law to apply to. He's the only right person that has fulfilled it all. He will never break it. He's the only right man. He's the new man. The first man was of the earth earthy, Adam. We're all born in him. The second is the Lord from heaven. He will keep the law. He will keep it in us. Don't you try and muck around and interfere. What you want, your frustration is, I know it's internal, and the, the law is a good man, even though he doesn't lift a finger, it's just and it's good, but he's not going to help you fulfill it, and you're falling far short of it, and when that sin in us, that first order of man is left in the tomb, and we come out to walk in newness of life, we're free from it. We're free from the law. We're married to another. You can't have both. Unfortunately today, many people are trying to add Jesus to the old man and think that his blood will cleanse the sins, and he does, it does. His blood is, there's power in the blood of Jesus. His blood cleanses all, all sin. Cleanses all sin, it does. But you can't have both men. You can't just add Jesus to the old man and think it's going to be all new, because it won't be. There's going to be a real frustration there. There's going to be a falling short. You have to let go of the one, the self-centered, selfish life that's all about me, and then look to the new man. Do you know Jesus totally pleased the Father? He said, this is my beloved son, son in whom I'm well pleased. Do you know, for us that are believers, the Word of God says that we were chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. This is the plan that God had. He didn't send the law for us to keep it. He wanted to, us to wake up to the fact that we couldn't keep it. God knows your shortcomings and your failings. But he has amazing love and amazing grace for you, and he wants you to come over to him. He wants you to let go of the old, to recognize that you have been crucified and put to death with Christ. The old man is crucified, put to death with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that old self-centered life and nature be done away with, that from now on you won't serve yourself or sin, but that you might be married to this man, grace. An open, under an open heaven of blessing and favor, where he fulfills all that God requires in us. Praise his name. You can cross over. Read Romans. Go back and read it again. And read it again and again. Get it. Come on, we need to get it. The church 
in New Zealand needs to get it. The church around globally needs to get it. We need to get Romans if we're ever going to come into the promised land. Never mind this nonsense about Paul struggling with the flesh. He, he berated them because they were so fleshly minded and the Galatians and that, going back to law and that. Paul is here showing a picture. There's the old man under, of sin under law and there's another husband, grace. Someone's got to die and the law is not going to die but we've been crucified with him. Praise God for the freedom, liberty and life that we have in Christ here at Excite but there's a reason for it. We are what we eat and we are what we believe. What a victory, what deliverance. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for the life that you've given us in Christ Jesus our Lord. We appreciate that man, the man that you've ordained, the one who has done everything to your entire satisfaction. And we know that because you welcomed him back to heaven. You received him up in glory. Father, we thank you for him. He dwells in our hearts by faith. We delight in him. He's not a disappointment. He's never let us down. Thank you that we've not only died with Him, but we've been raised with Him. And we're seated with Him in heavenly places. And You've blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And we want all that You want for us. Work in us Your will. This year we pray as a church, Father, we, we know You're looking for fruitfulness. But first and foremost in our own hearts, as, you, as Christ dwells in our hearts by faith and then in the community. And we know we're going to see that, Father. So, Father, be exalted and exalt your Son in us. And in Northland, we pray, and in Aotearoa, breathe and brood over this nation by your Spirit. Let the Word of God go out with power. Lift the veil, if there's a veil there, over people's eyes and let them see clearly as they come to your Word, we pray in Jesus' name for His glory. He is King, and we acknowledge that. Lord, you're among us. We acknowledge you as King of kings and Lord of lords. You're altogether lovely, the fairest of 10,000 to our souls. We delight in you. We're married to you for eternity. New man, grace, glory to God, freedom, liberty, life and power in Him. Thanks be unto God who's given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.